Thanks for downloading this message from Devoted, the Christ Central Festival for all the family. Christ Central is part of New Frontiers, and our distinctives are made up of four priorities. Being friends enjoying God together, building churches empowered by word and spirit, advancing the kingdom transforming the world, and reaching nations making disciples. Devoted is just one event, but you can find out more about Christ Central and other training opportunities at ChristCentralChurches.org. For more about Devoted, please visit DevotedEvent.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time. So as I said yesterday, and... uh, so, who, in fact, why don't you raise your hand if you were in this life zone? Yes, not this venue, but our life zone yesterday. Can you raise your hand, please? You've come back. Wow, that's so good. Thank you. Well, it's good to see you again. And for those of you who are here for the first time, you're in for such a treat this morning. It's going to be fun. God's going to do stuff. And we're going to have a great time together. For those of you who don't know me, uh, my name's Graham Pyman. I lead Jubilee Church in Derby. And, oh, I got a whoop. That's good. It wasn't as delayed as it was yesterday. Thank you, Derby people. They're now, they're now clued up and ready to whoop on cue. So I lead uh, Jubilee in Derby and I'm um, part of the Christ Central team and uh, working with Jeremy on the partnership. And uh, it's great to have been developing uh, an increased friendship with our friends at King's Church in Horsham. No whoop. Come on. <laughs> Self-help is not allowed. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. We'll do it again and you can whoop them. Okay. They'll make them feel good. So it's great to have an increased friendship with our friends at King's Church in Horsham. That's a good whoop. That's a, that's a good whoop. And uh, so thrilled that many of them have uh, traveled and to be with us this weekend, serve us in this life zone and in some other things. And indeed, some of the, your guys are on stage in the band as well. It's just great to be able to work together and, as you say, intersphering, which is, a, I think, a good, a good description of what we're doing together. Uh, so uh, I'm going to hand over to Andy. Andy leads the uh, eldership team at King's Church uh, in Horsham and increasingly serving at other churches around as well. So let's welcome Andy as he continues this morning. Wonderful. It's so good to be here. And uh, uh, as I said, for those of you that were with us yesterday, is one of the things that we love to do at King's is to work together in team. Uh, We love preferring and deferring to one another, operating in team, because if not, you'll just get a caricature. You'll just get the bits that, that I like uh, and that God's gifted in me, and, um, and you won't get a full picture of everything that God's doing. Um, and so we like to work in team, and it's my absolute privilege to uh, be able to introduce Joe to you in a second. Uh, Joe is uh, an incredible woman, has an amazing prophetic gift. She's a, a deacon in our church, overseeing uh, the prophetic, and uh, I really value her great. Uh, and her support as uh, kind of apostolic and prophetic work together. It's important that we learn how to operate in those gifts together. And, uh, and so it's a real privilege to uh, invite Joe to come and speak in a second. But before I do that, I just, just kind of want to release some stuff over you guys, if that's all right. Um, because we had an amazing time yesterday, and I'm just absolutely convinced that the Holy Spirit's going to come and blow your socks off today. Um, and, uh, you know, we want to activate something in you. We want to see you 
doing the stuff. Um, and as I said yesterday, you know, Paul, Paul clearly says that we should all prophesy. And then he says, but only two or three of you on a Sunday. So that means the rest of you have got to be doing it all week. I'm not jesting. That's the truth. Those two things can't be true if they're both focused on Sundays. They can't. And so the only way they're true is if that they're in the main, they're focused in your workplace, at your school, at your college, at the, at the, the school gate. Uh, and uh, that is where the focus needs to be. So why don't you stand? I don't want you to be passive and get all, all uh, kind of limp and lifeless. We need to press into this. I'll release something and then I'll um, throw Joe's notes all over the floor and uh, we'll go from there. Heavenly Father, we we just want to come before you and invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and wreck our lives to this morning. Holy Spirit, would you come and turn something on in our hearts and in our spirits that will not turn off. I pray, Holy Spirit, would you come, anoint every word that Joe says and wreck our lives for anything other than your kingdom expansion, uh, for you, Holy Spirit, to be living and pouring out through us. And so we gladly invite you uh, to come and turn our lives upside down. I pray, God, that we will leave this room so very different to the way we entered it, Lord, that our lives will never be the same, that we will be a people who bring your goodness, uh, your word to the poor, to the lost, and to those who don't yet know you in every sphere of life that we operate. We give you permission, Holy Spirit, to come and change everything. Now, this is something you guys need to partner with yourselves, okay? You can't do that. You've got to say, I give you permission, Holy Spirit, to wreck my life. All right? So let's say it together. One, two, three. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to wreck wreck my life. Amen. Okay, (laughs) you're in for it now. (laughs) Thank you so much, Andy. Um, Yeah, so you know who I am now. This is uh, my husband, Paul, here, who's my ever-present help and strength uh, in cooperation with God and the Holy Spirit. Um, lives through all the ups and downs of being a prophetic person and doing the things that I do. Uh, he knows uh, a lot about those things, and I'm forever grateful for somebody who's so strong and so stable and uh, enables me to do so much. So um, it's just so exciting to see so many people. It's just amazing. Thank you so much for, for coming. Um, before I start, I just want to recommend a couple of books to you because I shall mention uh, one of them a bit. One, I don't know if any of you have read uh, Sean Boltz's book, Translating God. This will give you so many pointers to exactly what Andy has been praying about just now and really help you in hearing God and being um, available to the Holy Spirit in whatever sphere of life you're in. He's an amazing prophet on the earth today and um, just equipping the body of Christ to prophesy wherever they are. The other one is um, really helpful for developing prophetic teams and developing prophetic culture in churches. It's written by a very good friend, Phil Wilfew. Um, It's called Developing Prophetic Culture, Building Healthy Churches That Hear Jesus Clearly. Fantastic book, so I'd recommend those to you. Um, So today, we're going to look a bit more at hearing God in everyday life and growing in the prophetic. So it's going to be a bit of a whistle-stop tour, so get your seatbelt on and off we go. Um, I want to start 
by looking at a little bit about what prophecy is and what prophecy does. Um, many of you may have heard Chris Vallotton, a prophet from Bethel Church in California, say that um, our mission as prophetic people is to find the gold in the dirt of people's lives, which is an incredible thing to be able to do. And God anoints us, the Holy Spirit anoints us to be able to, f- to see the treasure in one another and to speak that treasure and destiny into being over each other's lives and into the lives of people that wherever we are. And it's such a privilege for each one of us to be able to do that. Sean Boltz in his book, Translating God, says prophecy is the ability to know what is available or what is in the heart of God for the future. It's knowing what God wants to do or what he's developing someone or something to do. This is amazing. Prophecy makes people feel what it might feel like in heaven, as if they have some of the hope that is in eternity now. They can feel like the rest of their lives are important and worthy because they are eternal beings and they matter to God on the most consequential level. Any, to be involved in that is just an incredible calling on our lives. Something of the, the kingdom of God is released every time a prophecy is bought. It, it's just incredible. Um, the Holy Spirit can reveal to you and to me God's perspective. He's, he's showing us what, what, you know, what does this person look like when the power and the life of the kingdom is running through them? What does this person look like when they're restored, when they're healed, when they're set free? And God wants us to see life through a kingdom lens. He doesn't want us to just look at life through the way we see it and our own limited perspective. He wants us to take the lens of the kingdom and look at life through that and see what God wants to do. And that's part of what we do um, is, is looking for that and hearing what God is saying in that so that we can speak out what we see and what we hear. The Holy Spirit can reveal to us the motivations and the desires of people's hearts. He can reveal to us the longings of people's hearts and who he truly made them to be, which is just so amazing. We can speak into broken people's lives, hope. We can speak truth into their lives. We can speak what the Holy Spirit reveals them to truly be. And it sets them alive. When you pick treasure out, when you see treasure that the Holy Spirit shows you in someone's life, they come alive. If someone comes to you and picks out the treasure in your life, it makes you feel different, doesn't it? It makes you feel so different to know what God says about you. And that's the privilege we have. And we, we need to look through, constantly be looking through that kingdom lens and saying, what will my community, my community look like with the, the life and power of the Spirit flowing through it? What will my, my, my home look like first? with that happening? What will my family look like? What will my church look like? What will my office look like? What will my school look like? What will my business look like with the power and the life of the kingdom? And as you begin to do that, the Holy Spirit begins to show you, yeah, it would look like this. It would look like that. It's, this is an invitation to us from the Holy Spirit to dream big. He longs for us to dream big with him. And it's an invitation and permission to dream big. And he's calling us in these days to dream big with him because he wants to show us big things. We can see, we can be part of seeing the transformation of people's lives. And that, 
that, I just love that. I absolutely love that. I, I have my own sort of little definition about what prophecy does. This is not exhaustive, but I just wanted to share it with you because I, it may help you. When a prophetic word is given, it can build up, strengthen, encourage, stir up, motivate, or challenge us. It draws us to God. It may bring his presence, release miracles, ignite faith in impossible situations, align us with what God thinks, bring an encounter with the Father and revelation from the throne room of heaven. It can restore hope, bring peace and healing and freedom. It highlights where change is needed and exposes the deception and the lies that the enemy tries to trap us with. It makes us feel incredibly loved by drawing the greatness out of us. And it releases God's future and destiny over us. So when a prophetic word is given, when we start doing that, something, something, not all that together, that's a big ask, but something of that should take place. And even if the prophetic word that we're going to bring or that we receive is incredibly challenging, it should still make us feel loved. Something of those amazing things can happen. I want to look at scripture just as we're going through and look at 1 Corinthians 14 and verses 1 to 5 and what Paul speaks about, about prophecy. He says, follow the way of love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. I think we're hearing that as a theme um, through, through this weekend, that all can prophesy. For the one who speaks in a tongue speaks to men, uh, not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. And then Paul says, now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. I think that gives us a bit of a clue about how important prophecy is. To, uh, in scripture and particularly to the heart of God. He says, follow the way of love, earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. And we know that that, that particular passage follows 1 Corinthians 13, where we get an incredible picture of love. And it's no accident that Paul speaks about love before he speaks about spiritual gifts because every spiritual gift should be motivated by love, love for God and love for people. It's a really real big priority. And it's so good that we realize that um, the power of prophecy has incredible potential for people to encounter God and to be ignited into a powerful destiny. You know, you and I can be part of the process of being people being catapulted out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light by bringing them closer to God through prophecy. That is such a privilege. Never underestimate the privilege of moving in spiritual gifts. It's something that the scripture, that scripture, and throughout scripture, you kind of get this feeling that, that God's heart is for people to encounter him and meet him. And through prophecy, that is one of the major channels that the Holy Spirit uses. We've heard as well this weekend already that um, the scripture in Joel, I think it was even mentioned this morning, where Joel prophesied that the Holy Spirit would be poured out on all people, sons and daughters to prophesy. Old men, young men, young men, 
young women, children. We, we were talking about it this morning in the meeting. We were hearing about it. And we live in a day when that prophecy is, we are living in the reality of it. The day of Pentecost was the beginning of it. And we're living in the momentum of that now. So before we do anything else, we have to settle that all people can prophesy. We can all be equipped to prophesy. And God is speaking now, right now, I believe, to us. And he's reawakening a realization of this fact. Because he wants to ignite that on the inside of every believer. He wants that to come alive in in each one of us. We have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. So therefore, you have the gifts of the Spirit on the inside of you. They are there. They may be dormant. They may be hidden at the moment, but they are there. And the Holy Spirit wants to come and reactivate those gifts and uh, ignite those gifts on the inside of you. And he wants to do some of that today. Um, You know, you might not even know some of the gifts of the Spirit that you've got on the inside of you till the Holy Spirit wrecks you today. (laughs) So get ready. It's exciting. And one other thing, a really important thing to take on board is to realize too, we're called in our churches to be prophetic communities. We're called to be prophetic people together. It's no longer about isolated people off on their own in a corner prophesying. Yes, we need to get alone with God and I will talk to you about that in a minute. But God is building us together as prophetic people. And we, each one of us, can be part of bringing a powerful message from God as we speak out what we see and hear. We can be his mouthpiece wherever we are. Like I said, whatever sphere of life you're working in or moving in, every one of you and your children included can move in this gift. And it's incredible when you start to see that. The Holy Spirit's equipping us in these days to meet people right where they are with the heart of the Father. Just one little caveat to this. If you prophesy, it doesn't make you a prophet. We need, we, we don't need to underestimate how much we need people who have the fivefold gift of prophet and those who move also more regularly in this gift. We need those people to equip us and to reveal the kingdom of God. So if you prophesy, it doesn't make you a prophet, but you will find that all prophets will prophesy. But realize, too, that, that we, we all need those other people around us to help us and equip us and train us uh, to release this gift. So we've got a big, big job ahead of us to see the kingdom of God come on the earth. But God's given, his, uh, given us these gifts They are supernaturally imparted. They're not human gifts. They are supernaturally imparted to us by the Spirit of God. They're gifts of grace. So we we don't, he doesn't give it to you because you're better than the person who sits next to you. He doesn't say, oh, they're really articulate. I'm going to give them the gift of prophecy. In fact, he usually does the opposite. um, Because he shows his glory through these gifts. And they're gifts of grace. They're freely given. They're undeserved. But because we're sons and daughters of the living God, he puts these gifts on the inside of us to enable us to bring the kingdom wherever we are. 
Holy Spirit's not an ethereal per- thing out there. He's a person. And he's a Holy Spirit of revelation. You find that um, in Scripture. That's in Ephesians 1. He, the Holy Spirit is spoken of as the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The, these gifts are revelatory gifts, like the word of knowledge, uh, words of wisdom, um, the gift of discerning of spirits, the gift of prophecy. These are all revelatory gifts. They come from the power of the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Um, You'll be familiar, I'm sure, where Jesus is speaking about the spirit of truth in John 16 and verses 13, uh, where he says, But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it's from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he makes known to you. He's a Holy Spirit of revelation. He will take the secrets of the kingdom and reveal them to us by the the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, he shows us things that we couldn't possibly know through rational human thought. You know, you can play a guessing game sometimes with some people, can't you? But things that the Holy Spirit shows us, we could never know. We could never know. And I love that. Every time somebody says, how did you know that? How did that person know that about me? Or you can, nobody, nobody knew that about me. It's just that's glory to the Holy Spirit. That's glory to God. Because he chooses to drop that kind of revelation into us to speak into someone else's life and to set them free. And it, it, there's no way I always get a buzz out of that when that happens because it's just so exciting. Holy Spirit is living. He's alive. He's a friend. He's with me. So let's, I, I just want to look at the, the vital link between our relationship with God and growing in the prophetic. We can all try and be prophetic, can't we? I, should, I suggest that you give that up now. <laughs> it doesn't really work. Um, it comes out of relationship. All the gifts of the Spirit are relational gifts. They, they, it depends um, as we grow. Our growth is dependent on us. We get the gift freely, but our growth is dependent on us pushing in to God and pushing into the Holy Spirit. And um, I just would urge you to do that. First and foremost, prophecy is about relationship with God and it's about friendship with the Holy Spirit. It's always motivated by love. You know, a scripture says, doesn't it? Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Do that and you will realize that he begins to show you and reveal things that you couldn't possibly know because the Holy Spirit loves to reveal secrets to his friends. Now, I don't go around revealing secrets to people who aren't my friends. Um, You might, but I just don't. And, you know, we do that with our trusted friends, don't we? We do that with people who know us, people who trust us as well. And the Holy Spirit's a bit the same. I mean, he reveals loads to us, but when it comes to deep treasures of people's hearts, he wants wants us to be his friends. And, And John, again, in John 15, talks about us being friends of God. He says, I've called you friends. For the things that I heard from my father, I've made known to you. And you're his friend. You're his son. You're the son of the father. 
You're his daughter. You can be his friend too. He's made you his friend. You haven't got to earn friendship. You haven't got to earn um, relationship. The door's open. It's up to us what we do with it. And so as we take time to grow in our relationship with God, he trusts us and he starts revealing stuff to us. You know, you remember if you read in the prophet Daniel, um, in Daniel 2, where he says he reveals deep and secret things. He knows what's in the darkness and light dwells in him, with him. God gave Nebuchadnezzar dreams, didn't he? Gave him amazing dreams. But who did he give the secrets to, to interpret? He gave them to Daniel, his friend. And that's, that's what it's like. You know, you've got people at work or people around your life. They might be having some strange dreams. And they might be, what on earth does that mean? They might just come into the office and say, oh, I had this weird dream at the weekend. And as they're telling you the dreams, something goes, whoa, I know what that means. Because the Holy Spirit starts to reveal you a, a secret. And you can say to them, oh, would you like to know what that might mean? And they'll say, yeah, I really would. And you can start to bring the treasures of the kingdom into their lives through a dream. Daniel said, no wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he's asked about. But there's a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. But there's a God in heaven who releases mysteries. And that's what he wants to do with each one of us, is to reveal the secrets of his heart that we can then prophesy over other people, which is, as I keep saying, it's an incredible, incredible privilege. As we hunger for God, and I I just sense I've got a room full of hungry people here. As you guys hunger, as you are hungering for God, that's going to activate and excite the Holy Spirit, and he's going to want to come and speak to you. We can, you know, we can believe lies. The, the enemy wants to sow lies in our heads. You can be sitting there thinking, well, I know the person next to me, they're always hearing from God. They're always encountering God. They're always hearing the secrets of the kingdom. They're always telling me, well, God said this, God said that, God said the other. And you're like, oh, I just don't get it. It doesn't happen like that for me. I might get a word from God in a week or a month. Or I just don't hear from God or I'll just leave it to them. I used to hear from God. That's when I hear sometimes. They go, well, I used to. I used to hear from God, but I don't anymore. Or I'm not sure I really, I really believe that he can speak anymore because I haven't heard his voice for ages. You can get trapped in those lies. But they are lies. They are lies. They are truly lies. Because the truth is you've been created to know God intimately. It's the way it is. It's who you are. God communicating with you and you with him. That's how it is. It's not like you suddenly got to become superwoman or superman to hear the voice of God. You are wired to know him. You can hear his voice. Just If you have any doubts about that, just have, have a look at John's Gospel again and where Jesus talks about being... Um, the shepherd and us the sheep if you just look at John 10 and read that chapter you're a sheep aren't you I'm a sheep so I need the shepherd but the shepherd says you can hear my voice my own know me so if you have any worries about whether you can hear God or not 
just tell the enemy, yes, I can, because I'm, I'm a sheep. So I can hear his voice. I can hear the voice of the shepherd. How do you get to know someone else really well, how they think and feel? You spend time with them, don't you? You keep close to them, listening to them. You know, I, we all know the voice of, of our husband or wife. We all know the voice of a close friend. If they get on the phone, we all know our children. If it's our child that's crying or calling out to us, we know it's ours. Because we know them. We know them inside out because we've spent time with them. In fact, you know, as you get on as in marriage, it's like you just know what the other person's going to say before they say it. Or if they walk into the room and all is not well, they don't have to tell you. You can see it. And it's a bit like that with the Holy Spirit. The more we cultivate time in his presence and giving time to him, we get to discern what he's saying. So intimacy with the Holy Spirit, friendship with the Holy Spirit is really, really important. And that's where prophecy starts. Just in those moments where you're sat, you're praying for a friend or you're praying for your neighbor or you're just thinking about a complex situation and you just say, Father, what's on your heart? What's on your heart? What are you saying right now? What are you saying for that person? And the Holy Spirit will start to give you insight and words of encouragement when you begin to do that. And it's, it can help you also to activate the gift of tongues. Sometimes when you're, you're wanting to hear from God, we can use the other spiritual gifts and just activate, as Andy was talking about yesterday, just activate that gift of tongues on the inside of you. Just begin to pray in tongues because then it's like spirit to spirit, spirit communicating to spirit. And it takes our minds away from the other things that distract us because it's the spirit being activated. And I find it really helpful sometimes, even this week in preparing to be here, there was things kicking off all over the place around our lives. And I just went upstairs to my office and I just sat down and I was like, Holy Spirit, come. And I began to pray over those situations in tongues. And I began to ask the Holy Spirit to come. And I just began to activate that gift of tongues. And he began to focus me. He began to put things on my heart and on my mind for today and and for being here and away from the pressure that I was feeling at that moment. And I would encourage you to activate and use that gift. It's such an underused gift to build ourselves up in the Holy Spirit and tune ourselves. If you feel silly, just keep going with it. Press through and connect with the Holy Spirit. I would really encourage you because you will find that the Holy Spirit will begin in the middle of all that to drop words of knowledge into your mind and he may start to drop a picture into your mind. He may start to drop wisdom or a strategy for your neighbor. They've been telling you that something really kicking off in their lives and, you, and the Holy Spirit just drops something as you take time with him. He just shows you some word of encouragement maybe a scripture even, but just a picture for them. And you, you can just take it to them. You can just go and bring that word of encouragement to them. And it's so, that is so powerful to be able to do that. You might have a dream. And in the dream, 
God shows you the answer for a situation that you find yourself in at work a week later and you go, oh, I dreamt about this. I think the Holy Spirit's speaking. You might have an answer that you can take to your boss. We have to do that in the right way and we have to learn how to do that. But that's how the Holy Spirit will work as you still yourself in his presence and begin to activate your spirit. Revelation comes. And that that will happen for each one of you. But your friendship with the Holy Spirit is really important. And just as Andy was activating and praying this morning, I just pray that that is happening on the inside of you, a passion and a desire. And yesterday, as Andy was ministering, just an, an active passion and desire to be close to the Holy Spirit and walk in friendship. So do remember, you're unique. And God will communicate you with you in a unique way. Don't be put off when somebody else hears God. I've got loads of people around me who are incredible in the prophetic. And they hear God very differently from me. Very differently. And if I pack my bag and said, well, I can't do it. Then, as Andy said, we wouldn't get the full picture. If we gave up because we can't do it like our best buddy or like the guy at church or a friend or whatever, then that defeats the object. We need to realize that each of us are unique and we have a unique way of moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Don't doubt what you're hearing. Comparison is such a poison. It's such a poison. It's the enemy's, one of the enemy's number one ways of um, paralyzing the body of Christ. By saying, oh, you can't do it like them, so we don't bother. But put that to, to bed, those thoughts, because you can hear God. You are unique. You can hear him. You can move in these gifts. So it really helps me um, to think about three different areas um, in the way God speaks. Um, just, I mean, you may move in all of these, which is fantastic. You don't have to move in one. But I just want to speak, uh, talk through some different ways that, that God speaks and just give you some examples and then kind of activate those a bit um, as we go through. But the first, well, it's really the three areas, so you know where I'm going, are seeing, feeling, and hearing. And uh, I want to look at seeing first. So I expect a lot of you have had pictures drop in your mind. Um, And when God begins to speak to us, that's a a way that he uses. Um, He can speak to us through the natural world, the world around us. He can speak to us through films. That's really cool. I love it when he speaks through a film. When you're watching a film, expect him to speak to you because it's really cool. It's really cool. But supernaturally too, God will drop pictures into your into your mind into your heart like where you you kind of like i'm you hear people say i'm seeing this picture of when they begin to prophesy when they begin to speak to you that is a valid way that the holy spirit speaks and a really good thing to ask the holy spirit to do show me show me i want to see in the spirit i want to see I want to see what you're doing. I want to see what you're saying, as it were. And some of us, some of us are wired very visually. And so to see a picture 
We can see powerful pictures. Some, as the prophetic was being released last night um, from the platform, um, there were some powerful pictures of what God was doing across the nations. And uh, that God wants to speak like that. So he'll show you those kinds of things. They may be smaller, just, um, just a, a word for somebody else. When it happens, it's really good to ask the Holy Spirit some questions. When he, he drops a picture into your mind, and you need to begin to process that revelation sometimes, we can ask him a question, who's this picture for? What does the picture mean? Because if you just tell someone a picture and you don't know what it means, they're like, oh, neither do I. So um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of, it's really important in your friendship with the Holy Spirit to go, well, I've had a picture of this boat tossing on the waves, being tossed to and fro. This little sailing boat's being tossed and tossed. And uh, I can remember this happening for me. I literally saw this little boat being tossed and tossed and tossed. And we were at a conference like this and was just walking up and down between the aisles of people. And my attention was taken by this guy, kind of just just sort of two or three people into, into the row. And I was like, oh my goodness, this word's for him and it's about his business. That's what the Holy Spirit dropped in, uh, t- said to me as soon as I started to ask him, who's this for? What does this mean? And he, sa- he just said to me, it's, it's about this guy's business. He's made some major decisions recently. Um, the business has been in trouble, but I want you to tell him that the de- decisions that he's made are going to be um, decisions that will put his business totally back on track. And I went very nervous. I mean, this was a long, long time ago. Really nervous. And I said, uh, could I just pray for you and prophesy and he said yeah 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 so I started to tell him this and, and like tears welled up and and he, when you do that for people they look at you and they go thank you so much because you you will have revelation like that God will give you revelation like that I mean it's it's not exactly life and death stuff like that but that's the success or the failure of something pretty major in someone's life I can remember having another situation where a picture dropped in my head and having a... It's okay if you get it wrong, by the way, as well. I will mention that later on, but because we can practice. But I got a picture of um, quite a common one, actually, of a bow being pulled back and an arrow being fired. And I was praying with a friend for this couple, and I thought, "Ah, accuracy, accuracy. What does this guy do? What does this guy do? And I was kind of running ahead of myself. I wasn't really stopping and asked the Holy Spirit. Oh, accuracy. He's probably some kind of an accountant or someone. He's probably going to have some, you know, and I was running ahead of myself. So I said, uh, do you like numbers? And he goes, no. Nope. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I thought I had something for you, but I need to go back and ask the Holy Spirit. Is that okay? He goes, yeah, that's fine. So my friend started to prophesy over this guy and she had amazing stuff and his wife and it was all brilliant. And I thought, okay, that's done. And then I said, and and the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 it's not done. He said, there's more. I want to show you more about the bow and arrow. This is a guy, he's the one, the guy you're prophesying over, he's the one that shoots the arrow. He's the one that cuts through the rubbish and goes right for the bullseye. He's a guy of wisdom. I wanna, I've given him a mantle of wisdom and I've given him um, a gift of being able to see in the spirit and to see right to the heart of a situation. And so I went back to him and I said, oh, I've got a bit more on this word. And he said, oh yeah, great. So I, I gave it. 
I had to be a bit bold. You have to be a bit bold and courageous with things like that when you've got it wrong, because it's quite hard sometimes to go back. Um, but I just spoke it out, and he said, thank you so much for going back and asking the Holy Spirit and coming back to me with that. So don't be afraid to do that. Dreams. I've mentioned dreams. The Bible's full of prophetic dreams. Um, expect them. I had two amazing dreams when I was on holiday. Um, I didn't expect it at all. I kind of clocked off, you know, clocked off on my holiday. And the Holy Spirit just gives me these amazing dreams, probably because I'm relaxed and kind of bring it on, you know. And it was it, they're really significant. So I would encourage you, expect dreams at the most unexpected moments. God will speak to you. I've had real fun with, with these dreams. I'm not going to tell you them because I haven't got time, but it, it, I've had real fun, and I don't know the, full, the fullness of one of them, but I've had real fun with a friend who's got the gift of interpreting dreams. I just went around to see her one night, and she said, Joe, what have you been dreaming? And I go, why? And she said, I just want to know what you've been dreaming. So I started to tell her, and I didn't really know quite what it meant and she started to speak out and I go oh my goodness and it's it's that it's really encouraging and God will do that for you God will do that for you probably many of you are already having dreams but I want to pray for you in a minute just to get some more dreams visions visions are really exciting too oh and by the way I used to be a person who said I don't really dream and I don't get many visions either don't say that because my friend who gets loads of dreams used to say to me, you're not allowed to say that. Every time I said it, she said, you're not allowed to say that because God wants to give you dreams. And I believe that's true for some of you here today. Visions. Often these can kind of be internal visions in here where the Holy Spirit, like a picture, but, but the picture actually starts to move. You kind of have a bit of a film going on in front of your, in, in, in your head. So we call that kind of, I call it kind of an internal sort of vision. You're actually seeing what God wants to do or he's showing you something like a film clip and then the Holy Spirit starts to reveal what that's about. Or you actually get a clip running in your mind of somebody that you know in a certain situation um, and God's beginning to speak about what their, their uh, future is. You might see them um, getting a promotion at work or just seeing this thing happening. It happens in dreams as well. Just you begin to see uh, an in internal in here kind of vision happening. So expect that as well. Some people see open visions. I've got a friend who sees open visions happening right in front of her. It's like out there. It's not in here. It's like um, television screen, film screen. They actually see um, moving, moving images, stuff happening right outside there. You see some of that in scripture. Um, even with Peter, he got taken up in a trance as well, where he wasn't even aware of the world around him. And the Holy Spirit will bring revelation like that. And these are things that in our day, we're not to think that they were for yesterday or they're for a future generation. We want to actually be believing God for open visions, for dreams, even God, to, the Holy Spirit to take us into that trance-like state to start revealing over nations, over continents, just amazing, exciting stuff. So just just expect, God, there are some prophets in this room that that's going to happen to. There are some of you that you're going to start to see the visions in here. And I just want you to, um, to, 
to, if that's something that you're really going after or you, um, you're really seeking God a bit more for seeing in the Spirit, this may be all of you so you can all stand up. But I just want to pray like a release of, of the seeing gift over you. Let's deal with this one first. I want you to just stand up and get ready for the Holy Spirit to touch you. I haven't finished. So um, <laughs> so just activate yourself. And I just want to pray. I just want to pray. This isn't for people who move in the seer gift at a great high level. This is for those who simply want to get pictures from the Holy Spirit for other people who just want to move in beginning and activating the prophetic gift on the inside of you. So, you know, really everybody should stand at this minute. (laughs) And we just say, Holy Spirit, just come. Holy Spirit, just come over this gathered body right now. We just invite you, Holy Spirit. We invite you. We just say, activate. Holy Spirit, activate the seeing gift. Activate being able to see in the Spirit right now. We say, Holy Spirit, on the inside of us, be released. Be released on the inside of us. There are dormant gifts on the inside of you that are coming to life. Fire of the Holy Spirit. We say, come and unlock those gifts on the inside of every person in the room. I release dreams over this company of people right now. Say, Holy Spirit, will you begin to unlock dreams? and the mysteries of dreams on the inside of people here. Will you begin to activate visions, those visions in the mind, those open visions, those trances, Lord, just uh, revelation, revelation, Holy Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Will you be poured out on this company of people right now? And I speak an activation to that seeing gift, where there's timidity, where there's fear, where there's doubt of whether I really do see and and hear from God, I just say, Holy Spirit, will you work in the the deep places of each person releasing? I pray for, um, from this moment on, I just pray for pictures, even now, pictures to start to drop in people's minds. You start to drop impressions into people's spirits right now. You start to activate that seeing um, on the inside of this, this room of people right now. And you would start a process. You would kick this off today, a process that's going to be um, unfurled over these coming months and weeks. And Father, I pray for expectancy and hunger to rise to rise in the heart of everybody, that they're not left out, that they're not the one that can't see, that they're not the one that can't hear, but that they, every single person, I want to declare over you right now that you can hear from God. You can hear from God. You can see in the Spirit. Open eyes. Unveil. Unveil your secrets, God. Unveil your secrets. Pull back the curtain. And let us see. Thank you, Holy Spirit. More of you. More of your activation. More of your presence in our lives. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Rama shukura manda, rembo hushkara manda radakiada, yabarakata, yehenda. There are some of you, if you're just receiving, receive, keep receiving, but if you want to sit down, you can sit down too, because I'm going to go on speaking and then I'm going to pray some more, so 
you can do what, what you want right now. That's fine. Um, some of you are those who feel in the spirit. There are some of you who um, you just, God uses that feeling gift on the inside of you. You just know things. When you're with someone, you just know something about them, something that they've never told you. God begins to, you just feel something. You feel um, pain. You can feel people's pain. You can, you, sometimes you just know an issue that's happening in per, a person's life or a need that's happening in someone's life. Um, just a little while ago, I was praying for somebody and uh, I just knew, I just knew, I had this real feeling about this guy um, that he had an incredible capacity to draw people to himself um, and that he would be... Um, masterminding big events and I just knew it I just you know how do you know these things by but by the Holy Spirit and uh, I just heard from through a friend the other day that he that's what he's doing and that's really exciting when those things happen we just know there's a you know in your spiritual knower some of you some of you that's how you operate and I think those of us who who move like that we often think that everybody else can do that Everybody else feels like we do at that intensity. And as we go on, we're like, oh, no, they really don't, do they? They really don't. They really don't get it. But it's a gift. It's a gift on the inside. It's something that the Holy Spirit activates uh, on the inside of you. Um, Sometimes you can get a burden for somebody when you're around them. This burden starts to, you're like, whoa. What's going on in that situation? And often that's to start praying for that person. If you go up to a person and you tell them what their need is, they'll say, thanks, yeah, I know. Have you got the answer? It's really good not to go. We're finding gold in people's, the dirt of people's lives. We're not, we're really not going and telling people what their problems are. We see or we feel what people's problems are and what needs are there in someone's life. We discern needs. We see them. We feel them. We can feel people's physical pain as well at times. Um, But in that case, if we're feeling physical pain, yes, we do speak it out in a word of knowledge because God wants to heal that. But very often, if if we're aware of problems that people are going through, the Holy Spirit, it's, it's a red flag from the Holy Spirit, pray. I want you to go away and I want you to pray for that person. And as you do that, the Holy Spirit will start, may well start giving you some prophetic insight and pro- prophetic truth to be able to go to them with that brings direction and that brings hope. We're carriers of hope. We're carriers of future and hope for people. So sometimes we need to go away and lean into what we've felt or discerned in the Spirit, and we even seen. We need to lean into that and ask the Holy Spirit more before we start releasing. You know, you do not need to release a bit of revelation always at the moment you get it. There's a journey that we need to go on sometimes with revelation where we don't release it. We need to journey with it. We need to write it out. We need to ask the Holy Spirit more about it. And often when we're feeling something, we need real wisdom 
from the Holy Spirit. Like if you if you started to get revelation, um, just about somebody that that um, they were going to have a baby, that's really really exciting. But you would actually need maybe just to ask the Holy Spirit about timing and all that kind of thing. Just be wise with sensitive revelation that you get. It's really important. But God does use our emotions and he uses our senses. Um, we just, we do. I'm sure many of you get real revelation of where people are at and what what God wants to do in that situation. Um, and when we feel things deeply, we need to be really um, wise with that. We need to be wise um, that we know what's our emotion and what's what we're picking up as well. Because sometimes we can... Um, we really can kind of mix them up and we can become very, very burdened and we can get a bit depressed. And these days, you know, the Holy Spirit is really wanting happy prophets, happy prophetic people. Gone is, gone is the day when you knew who the prophet was in the church because they were sitting there. In judgment and in depression over the state of the church. We are those, we may feel those things deeply and frustration. Why isn't it like this? Why aren't the worship team doing this? And why isn't the preacher doing this? And, oh, this didn't go right. They know that. We don't have to tell them. We need to be the carriers of revelation and inspiration. We need to be those who bring inspiration when when the, the, the leaders of your church don't know what to do about something, take them inspiration. Don't take them your opinion. Take them what the Holy Spirit is showing you. So I want to pray over those of you who are real feelers. <laughs> I know what that's like because I have a bit of that. Um, I just want to pray over you. So if you're someone who God speaks to you or you're aware that God really wants to speak to you. If you're a person who feels like that, I just want to pray over you because I want to release you to um, to really hear from God in that way. And it's not just girls that do that, by the way. Yeah. It's not just girls. The boys can stand too. Yeah, come Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you that you speak. Huh. You're a speaking God. You're a communicating God. And you, you know how each one of us are wired. You know how we're wired. <clears throat> you know exactly how we're wired. And we say, come, Holy Spirit. Come and fill us. Come and activate that uh, perception and intuition and just that feeling gift. Lord, where we've been burdened where we've been burdened sometimes with other people's pain. Lord, I thank you that actually that's a gift because you want to speak and you want to bring answers and you want to bring inspiration into problems. And I pray, Holy Spirit, come now across this hall, igniting um, those who inspire and bring solutions and bring hope and bring faith and bring healing and life. Uh, I release life bringers, your life bringers, 
You're life bringers. You are those who can see the needs in other people's lives, but you can bring prophetic life, prophetic messages that turn around situations that have been dogging people for years. And I pray for increased sensitivity, increased sensitivity and wisdom over us as a body of people that we would know what it is that you're doing, Holy Spirit. We wouldn't get caught up in our own emotions and lost in our own emotions, but we would follow you, Holy Spirit. We would follow you. I pray that um, over just a release of being able to be with people and just know in, in, the, in the knower, just revelation, release of that revelatory gift of knowing the secrets of the kingdom, knowing the secrets of people's lives that we then are able to speak life into. Holy Spirit, will you do this today? Will you set people on a fresh journey and a fresh way forward? I pray release. Will you free people up from any sense of oppression and depression with this gift? Where if anybody has been burdened and taken out by um, feeling the pain of other people and saying it's all too much, I just can't do it anymore. We just release you from that today. Give that pain to God. Give that burden to God because it's his. It's his. And it's the Holy Spirit wants to come and bring you hope, words of hope, words of knowledge, words of revelation, words of wisdom. He wants to bring into your life to take to other people. And and too, for your work colleagues and for friends that don't know Jesus yet. When you sense their pain, I want to release right now just that knowing how to bring a word of encouragement and a word of hope into broken marriages, broken families, situations of long-term sickness. Do it, Holy Spirit. We need to move on because there's just one more area I want to follow and then I just want to get you to do some stuff. So I want to whistle stop through this little bit. Obviously through hearing uh, is people actually kind of feel like they've heard. You know, don't you, when you've heard the still small voice on the inside of you, you go, ah, that was God. You know, you may be reading scripture or you may be just... um, just praying and asking God for a word from him. And you just, he just says something. He might say a single word. He might say a sentence. He might say a whole paragraph to you or more. But you just know the still small voice is speaking on the inside of you. You just know. And as you get to know the Holy Spirit more and more, you'll get to know when that has a bit more, what you're, you'll think you're hearing, it has a bit more weight to it. Do you know what I mean? Where you just, Something stirs, a word or a sentence or something stirs on the inside of you. And you just know, oh, that's God. That has a bit more weight. And because you've spent time with the Holy Spirit, you begin to discern what's him and and what's you just making up something. But it's okay to practice. Always it's okay to practice. Some people hear the audible voice of God. I have to be totally authentic and say, I haven't yet, but I would love to. Like, I would love to hear the audible voice of God, but I guess if I did, there would be a, I would, there'd be a big need for it. Like Mary needed to have the angelic visitation. Um, some people have angelic visitations. And uh, Mary needed that, didn't she? How would she have given birth to Jesus and gone through that process without knowing? Without knowing like that. And 
it's it's really you know some people hear it like Samuel we get that in scripture too where Samuel heard the audible voice of God some of you may well have heard the audible voice of God don't rule that out um remember that your thought life and your imagination is really really important the Holy Spirit activates that he uses that so don't think every imagination you have oh that's not from God that's just me most of us are wired like that most of us will go oh it's just me um and just we need encouragement to start writing some of those things down and start stepping out with some of those things don't forget too that the Holy Spirit speaks through scripture sometimes that can get get um ignored please don't ignore the power of scripture and the power of what you're hearing through scripture and what you're through your study of scripture just don't neglect the power of what god may be speaking to you through scripture and if you want to start if you just feel like i'm taking baby steps in this just just ask the holy spirit to begin to speak to you through scripture as well because you know you we've all had that experience haven't we where it seems like a verse of scripture just lights up on the page. And God will do that through you for someone else. He'll give you a word of scripture. And you can write that in a card and just stick it through their door. And they'll, they'll probably text you and say, man, how did you know I needed that? Oh, Holy Spirit told me. So from the big trances and the big open visions to the simple scripture that is life-changing for that person that day to the picture of the boat tossing on, on the waves. It was simple that I had. That's how the Holy Spirit speaks. All these different ways he wants to speak to us. Just activate your faith with what you're seeing and hearing. And as you come to God, activate your faith. Because God will enable us to, um, to prophesy according to the measure of faith. And he's given us a measure of faith, every one of us. So activate that faith. You've all got faith on the inside of you. You've got a gift of faith. So activate that when it comes to the prophetic. Taking, uh, taking a risk and getting it wrong is not a failure. I kept trying to say that through because I want, you to know, I want you to know that. You've got, we know that as prophetic people, whatever we bring, Scripture gives us the process. In 1 Thessalonians 5, it talks about don't despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is God. Good. God or good. <laughs> Both. Um, um, that's a safety valve for us. Because we're not responsible to say whether that's from God or not. We can give that the responsibility to others to weigh and test. And we just release and let go of the word. We don't have to make it happen, which is so fantastic. Because we couldn't make it happen. But don't be afraid to get it wrong. If you get it wrong, it's okay because you are a son. You are a daughter of God. If you get it wrong, you're still a son. You're still a daughter. If you get it right, you're still a son. You're still a daughter. And believe me, you know, when we practice, you do kind of get better at this because the Holy Spirit enables it. You know, we shouldn't ever shout someone down if they get it wrong. We should never stop them prophesying if, if they get it wrong. Because if you shout them down, they probably won't try again. You know, we, we don't like criticism and feeling that we got it wrong, do we? But if you just celebrate that that person 
stepped out and had a go, they'll have another go. So when you're encouraging each other in your churches and in your groups and stuff like that, just encourage each other to have a go. Just say, I know you've got something from God. Have a go. It doesn't matter if you get it wrong. You can process it and practice it with them. You might have someone give a great long prophecy and most of it's okay, but the middle bit is a bit dodge. (laughs) You know, that's okay. You can help that person. You can help them and train them and enable them so that they don't go off on one in their own opinions and their own feelings at that moment. But they keep it to God. 